Welcome to the Design Doctor Podcast, where we talk about how to decorate, remodel, or build a home without losing your mind. I'm your host, Krisha Palmer, physician turned interior designer and life coach. So come on in and have a seat. Let's talk. Hey friends, welcome to the podcast. Today I want to talk to you about what to do when you feel stuck or when you feel like you're in a creative rut. This happens to me periodically. And since I'm in a creative field, I get into these ruts where I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't think of any more good ideas or I just get tired of the ideas that I come up with and I need to take a step away. So I've actually done some research on this topic and if this happens to you when you're going to decorate your home and you get to a place where you're stuck and you're not liking anything that you see online and you are having a hard time envisioning your space, I'm gonna give you seven things that you can do to get out of that and to move forward. And even if you're not working on a decorating project right now, you can take what I'm gonna teach you in this episode and apply it to really any problem or situation that you're in. So if you have other artistic endeavors, creative endeavors, whether it be writing or music or art, this, this can all be applied to that, or even just general problem solving. And you feel like you're having a hard time coming up with a solution to a problem at work or whatever it may be, these can all apply. A lot of what I'm going to share with you today was inspired by a book that I recently read. It's called The Creative Act, A Way of Being, and it's by Rick Rubin. I wasn't really sure who Rick Rubin was when I first heard of this book. He is an American record producer and co-founder of Def Jam Recordings and was a former co-president of Columbia Records. So he's got some amazing insights on the creative process, how to tap into that and how to get unstuck when you're in a creative rut. So I'm going to use uh, some inspiration from him. I'm going to be quoting him things that I found in his book to be helpful and share that with you today. So we've probably all been there, right? I'm going to use decorating as an example. Like I said before, this could be any problem that you're trying to solve that you feel stuck in. So, you know, I'll be sometimes working on a client project and I'm super inspired and I'm, I'm creating this vision that I'm falling in love with and hopefully my client will fall in love with as well. But there are some times when the ideas just don't come <laughs> or I'm pulling ideas together and they're just not feeling right. The project's not turning out the way I want it to. And when that happens, it's easy to get really frustrated. It's easy to get down on yourself and question your own abilities. But what I want to point out and what he, Rick Rubin shares in his book is that that's just the way the creative process works. And instead of fighting against that, we can actually use some different techniques to get back on track. So number one... If you feel like you're in this place of being stuck, one thing that I do is that I just stop working on it. <laughs> so this is different from quitting. I'm not saying just quit and, and walk away. Just take a break. There's a lot of power in distraction, especially when it comes to creative tasks. And I'm not talking about procrastinating or putting it off just because you don't want to do it. There's a difference between that and getting to a point where, you're, where you know the creativity is not flowing and you need to step away in order to get that creativity back. 
So what I would recommend, and this is what I do, is when I feel myself, you know, just forcing it, and I'll continue to try to work on a project, even though I'm not feeling the flow of the direction that it's going in, I stop. I step away, and I do something totally different. It doesn't matter what it is, but it needs to be something that you enjoy. So sometimes I'll read a book, sometimes I'll clean the house or do laundry. Going outside really helps me, just walking down the street and back. Sometimes I dance in the kitchen. I love to dance, so I'll turn on the music. So anything like that, I'll just step away. And I may come back to that task later. I may wait a few days. It just depends. But what you want to do is just let the problem sort of flow out of your mind. The The point is not to try to solve the problem and think about it while you do these other things. The point is to let it go. It might be for a few hours. It might be for a day. It might be for a month. So while you're doing these other things, you're holding space for new ideas. You know the problem that you have or the, the part that you're stuck on and you're not consciously trying to solve the problem but you're just letting it be there and holding space for new ideas to come in. I think the thing that's helped me the most is just getting outside and exploring nature. And I'm not talking about going for like a day hike or climbing a mountain or anything like that. I'm just talking about even if I just walk out on my back porch and sit for a while in silence, sometimes that's enough. One thing that Rick Rubin says in his book is about nature He says, of all the great works that we can experience, nature is the most absolute and enduring. He also says, if you're picking colors based on a Pantone book, you're limited to a certain number of choices. If you step out in nature, the palette is infinite, which I love. I love that. And then one more quote from him. He says, nature transcends our tendencies to label and classify, to reduce and limit The natural world is unfathomably more rich, interwoven, and complicated than we are taught, and so much more mysterious and beautiful. So the next time you feel yourself in this creative rut and you feel like you're stuck, let go, step away, do something else, and hold space for new ideas. Let's move on to number two. This is really sort of, I guess, a a subcategory of number one. It's another way to step away, and that is to sleep on it. He says, Rick Rubin says, there's a great wisdom in transitional realms between wakefulness and sleep. Right before you fall asleep, what thoughts and ideas come to you? This has happened to me so many times. And when I read this, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like I'm not the only one this happens to, is I will sometimes, right before I'm falling asleep, or sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and some problem that I've been trying to solve or some idea that I'm trying to come up with will just come to me during these moments surrounding sleep. And it's like my brain has kind of been working on the background on it and suddenly it just comes to me. And so I will have a pen and paper by my bed because if I don't, if I don't write it down when I think about it, I will wake up the next morning and totally forget. It's kind of like a dream, right? You forget your dreams within just a few minutes of waking up. So one thing that you might consider is having a pen and paper by your bed so that you can write down those ideas when they come to you. Number three, lower the stakes. Sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to find the exact perfect right thing or right idea, and the fear of getting it wrong keeps us stuck. 
So start from the position that there's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. You're just playing with ideas. And sometimes if you lower the stakes and make it more about play and creativity rather than I have to get this done, that's when the ideas will start to flow. The fourth thing that you can do is look at the problem from different perspectives, like radically different perspectives, okay? And ask yourself, what if there were no rules, all right? So we're, we may not use the solutions that we come up with because maybe they're not realistic or they're too outlandish, but what this does is it opens your mind to all the possibilities. And even if you come up with something that's totally unrealistic, there may be a nugget in that idea that you can then translate into something that you can use. One thing you can ask yourself is, what is the opposite solution than what's expected? Like what's the, you know, what's the expected answer for this question or problem and what's the opposite? Rick Rubin says, examine your methods and consider what the opposite would be. What would balance the scales? What would be the light to your dark or the dark to your light? It's not uncommon for an artist to focus on one end of the seesaw. Even if we don't choose to create on the other side, Understanding this polarity can inform our choices. Another thing you can do is try to think of just the most absurd solution that you can. Okay, this is fun. Let's get outlandish. Let's try everything. Another quote from the Creative Act says, There is a gap between imagination and reality. An idea may seem brilliant in our mind, but once employed, it might not work at all. This has happened to me. <laughs> Another might seem dreary at first. Then upon execution, it might be exactly what's called for. To dismiss an idea because it doesn't work in your mind is to do a disservice to the art. The only way to truly know if any idea works is to test it. I, this is one of my favorite quotes. I was just teaching my Design Academy continuing ed class last night. This is a group of women physicians who have been through my Design Academy course. And then they're doing continuing education. We meet once a month via Zoom for design teaching. And I teach them the art of interior design. And so last night we were talking about all about accessories, how to choose them, how to style them. And what I do during this class is any suggestion that someone has, we try it through visuals. I have a way to pull up visuals and we can accessorize on the computer and they can see how it's all coming together. And sometimes someone will throw out an idea that I know based on experience and instinct is probably not going to work, but I don't throw it out. We always take a look at it and test it. And I do that in my own practice also because here's the deal, just because the, just like the quote says, to dismiss an idea because it doesn't work in your mind is to do a disservice to the art. We always try it. And I, I talk to them a little bit about this because I've been pleasantly surprised. Sometimes when I think like, oh, this is probably not the best solution. I know from experience this is not going to work. We'll take a look at it and it actually works. And then sometimes it doesn't. But either way, you've learned and you've grown from that process. Some other questions to spark creativity are what's the most expensive solution? Or what's the least expensive solution? What's the easiest solution? What's the most difficult? The whole intention is to spark ideas. 
The sixth tip is to let go of all or none thinking. This is something that I've become more aware of as I've gotten older. I didn't realize for a long time how I just really struggle with this all or nothing thinking that really keeps me in a small place. So you might want to scratch the whole project and start over. That might be your inclination, but be careful because that often is not the solution. Rick Rubin says, when you look at the work, practice truly seeing what's there without a negativity bias. Be open to seeing both strengths and weaknesses instead of focusing on the weaknesses and allowing it to overwhelm the strength. You might come to realize that 80% of the work is quite good, and if the other 20% fits in just the right way, the work becomes magnificent, all right? So sometimes it might be appropriate to scratch everything and start over. Most of the time, I think if we open ourselves up to it, there's probably a lot of good in what you've already created. And if you step away and do some of these practices that I'm teaching you about today, you can find the good and the strengths in your project or whatever problem it is that you're trying to solve and build on that. Another quote from the Creative Act says, when you acknowledge a weakness, always consider how it could either be removed or improved before discarding the entire piece. All right, so letting go of that all or none thinking. The next tip is when problems come up and you get stuck, get curious instead of judgmental. I love this because so often we're really hard on ourselves and when we get stuck, we blame ourselves and we think that there's something wrong with us or that we're not good at whatever it is that we're trying to do. Instead of that, just drop the judgment and get curious. Rick Rubin says, curiosity doesn't take sides or insist on a single way of doing things. It explores all perspectives. Always open to new ways, always seeking to arrive at original insights. Craving constant expansion, it looks upon the out limits of the mind with wonder. It pushes to expose falsely set boundaries and break through to new frontiers. There may be a beneficial purpose behind the issue at hand. The universe could be leading us to an even better solution. And then the last tip is patience. Right, something that we all struggle with, I'm sure, in this era of immediate satisfaction and immediate access to answers is patience. Whether you're working on a kitchen remodel or a basement remodel or decorating your primary bedroom, or maybe you're doing something totally unrelated to interior design, you can apply these things too. Be patient with yourself and know that there are always lots of great solutions. You have to find the one that you're happy with. And this is what I tell my clients, all right? Interior design is totally subjective when it really comes down to it. And there are hundreds, if not thousands, of equally amazing ways we can design your space. We need to find the one that works functionally for you and that resonates with you. What resonates with you is going to be different than what resonates with someone else. It doesn't mean that it's all not good and we can hold space for all of it. And it's only when we adopt this abundant mindset that we can move forward with all of our creative endeavors. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. 
The book is called The Creative Act, A Way of Being by Rick Rubin. It was very inspiring to me. So if you are a creativity nerd like I am, you might want to check that out. That wraps up everything for today. I look forward to seeing you next week. If you're a woman physician who loves all things design and decorating, be sure to check out my private Facebook group, House Calls for Physicians. Or you can visit my website at www.housecallsforphysicians.com.